Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Policy Matters podcast. I'm Scott Hecker, Senior Counsel in CIFART's DC office, and I'm joined, as I frequently am on the Policy Matters podcast, by my good friend and colleague, Scott Mallory, in a counsel in our Sacramento office. Hey, Scott, how's it going out there on the West Coast? <laughs> we are here today to uh, talk about the recent committee vote on President Biden's pick to run the U.S. DOL's Wage and Hour Division, uh, Jessica Lumen. She's been twice nominated for the administrator role, cleared the committee the first time around, but never got a full vote on the Senate floor, so was renominated. And in an effort to clear the help committee uh, this week, um, it's the week of February 13th, uh, she actually did not make it through. She got a majority of votes. It was 11 to 10, I believe. But uh, Senator Bob Casey of Pennsylvania was unavailable to be there in person and voted by proxy. And under Senate rules or under committee rules, you cannot vote by proxy to break a tie. So that means she's a little bit in limbo, Uh, not necessarily something that's earth shattering since it seems somewhat procedural. But Scott, you had a thought about sort of the way the vote broke out this time. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. And I, I, the, what it, it by like harbingers and portends are scary words, right? But it's interesting to me that you know senators that are known for being moderates like Lisa Murkowski and uh, Susan Collins of Maine, who had voted for Jessica Lumen in the fall of 2022, decide to switch their votes. And if they didn't switch their votes, it would have been just fine, right? So I do. I am concerned that it portends sort of a larger inability of the Democratic caucus in the Senate to bring over some of the more moderate Republicans and some of these nominations going forward. Because as we spoke to, filling out the DOL roster as long as well as the other employment agencies is going to be exceedingly important over the next two years. And it's over barely into 2023, and we've already seen a big hiccup. Yeah, it's interesting, especially because the Democratic majority, quote unquote, has increased, right? But somehow yeah. it's, it got harder to get, you know, someone who had already cleared this committee uh, couldn't do it this time. And, you know, some of that could be, we were talking just before we started uh, recording this episode, some of that may be uh, because businesses uh, and sort of management side employers are seeing uh, the no- nominee Lumen as maybe a little bit ideologically closer to Dr. David Weil, who was the twice nominated uh, nominee for this position. Uh, indeed, to- indeed, Scott, I think that the podcast you and I had on Dr. Whale's nomination was the last time it was just you and I, because we've done other podcasts with Leon, <laughs> but I think we're back, just you and I, because nice. of the freaking wage and hour administrator. Sorry, I had to say that, but continue. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, but it's an important position, and it's one that faces a, an uphill battle, I think, a lot of the time because of the breadth of the enforcement responsibilities of that division of DOL. Yeah. Um, you know, you're looking at independent contracting, overtime rulemaking, all those kinds of things, just the Fair Labor Standards Act, minimum wage, yeah. um, you know, all of that uh, falls under the purview of the department. And so the administrator can go, you know, in in interesting directions. And it may be that with something like the independent contractor rule, and I'll sort of let you sort of flesh out the substance, but, you know, a lot of folks thought that parts of that rule looked a little bit like California's ABC test. And yeah. so- Maybe Jessica Lumen's lost some of the uh, goodwill, uh, yeah. or, or you know, some of her bad will has caught up to the level yeah. of Dr. Wiles, 
And it's therefore harder for Republican, even moderate Republicans, to support her nomination, at least in committee. Now, again, if if she gets out of committee, if if they have a you know a majority in person, presumably that vote will happen, and presumably she might carry the day. Although, you know, if you recall, uh, Senators Cinema Kelly and uh, Manchin did not support Dr. Weil, which is why he had to withdraw his nomination. So the question is, if she's viewed too closely, you know, maybe she runs into some of the same problems. And, you know, I, I alluded to the independent contractor rulemaking. We've heard Seema Nanda and Jessica Lumen actually, Seema Nanda, the solicitor of labor, and Jessica Lumen both say that the department can't take the ABC test national without congressional action. But again, a lot of people, Scott, view it as moving in that direction. And if you could maybe speak to why that is, what are sort of the, the nuances that kind of align at the California and national levels? Yeah, so I, I think that part of the big problem with, with the proposed independent contractor rule is that a big point of emphasis is essentially what prong B of the ABC test is, which is what sinks any employer trying to use independent contractors. And that's is the worker in the same line of business in like a very simple way to put it, right? Like, I'm kind of like, well, of course the worker's in the same line of business or they wouldn't need the worker, right? Uh, so it makes it really difficult now. And, and I think that it maybe the changes in votes from Murkowski and Collins is sort of highlighting all the federal agencies that are seem to be moving pretty far to the left. Look at the FTC right now. The only Republican commissioner just resigned after they issued a notice of proposed rulemaking on an incredibly broad piece of regulation that would affect employment contracts for the last hundred years, right? This is the non-compete issue. And not only that, we have Marty Walsh, who was trying to say this in like the most polite way, kind of more like a good old boy union boss who could chat it up with people, maybe someone you want to have a beer with. I don't know that uh, people feel the same way about Julie Sue or whoever Marty Walsh's replacement at the DOL might be. So I, I, I just, I'm concerned that we're seeing less legislative focus on bipartisanship and more things going through agencies. And it's just going to be interesting to see how that all continues to play out in the Senate. So stay tuned, I guess. Yeah, and I know I know you just did a two-parter on the FTC rulemaking, so folks should check that out. And we've had a lot of emphasis on sort of administrative action, executive action, where there is sort of a, you know, the traffic jam of, of legislation when we have a very closely divided both houses of Congress are closely divided, and then you have actually a Republican majority House and a Democratic majority Senate. So that also throws intrigue into the mix a little bit more. To your point about Julie Sue. I would kind of echo what you were saying, you know, Marty Walsh was viewed as someone who could bridge the gap a bit and bring both sides to a negotiating table because he had that background in capital L labor. Right. And it looks like he's going back to that uh, as potentially head of the NHL Players Association. I don't think he's actually officially left, but everyone's kind of reported it like he has. And so the sort of, you know, right. The handicapping for the replacement, you know, some people have identified Julie Sue, the DEPSEC deputy secretary as the front runner. Um, she has a background in workers' rights, civil rights, uh, you know, on the ground, wage and hour enforcement in California. Yep. And so moving in that direction would impact people. Could she, uh, you know, amp up the emphasis on prong B and it's sort of analogous independent contractor federal rulemaking yep. piece? 
you know, that's a question. And I think it also that that whole sort of macro level stuff going on impacts the the sort of subdivision wage and hour appointment, too, because if there's a way to disrupt that continuous chain or to, you know, keep it a little bit more in flux, that should delay you know, as as our uh, colleague Brett Bartlett says, turning the aircraft carrier. I mean, here it's already turned, but it's like blinkers on to move farther left. And so if there's sort of question and confusion about whose responsibility is what and who's ahead, you know, who's heading this or that, and are they Senate confirmed? Do they have that political heft behind them? I mean, that continues to just make it a little bit less easy uh, to, to sort of move the policy further. Which kind of, I mean, and again, this is on a very macro level, and you know that I come from more of a political space, so I'm looking at sort of the GOP seems to be the, a general general reaction to this movement to the left, because I'm telling you, those those movements from Murkowski and, 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 and Collins are interesting and, and different and, and surprising to me, given their typical independent spirit. But right now, there seems, there's a fight going on, and the GOP is essentially on a delay tactic game, in, in my estimation, is they're just trying to they're trying to gum up the works as much as they can over the next few years to really kind of and these agencies take a hard look at what they're doing, and, and yeah. I think that for for the most part that's a good thing, but we do need to have a functioning government, right? Right. No, I mean we know um, Virginia Fox in the House has basically signaled she wants to investigate pretty much everything in labor in the labor space, labor employment space. Yeah. And you know it's interesting what you're saying about the bipartisanism because you hear folks like um, Senator Durbin or um, Senator Graham, you know, talk about judicial nominations. I don't want to get too far afield because we should wrap up, but like you know, we can we find common ground? And there's a lot right now going on at the judge level with trying to fill district court positions in red states, which is not where President Biden initially focused. And you do have the blue slip process uh, where they try and get the home state senators to support the nomination. So that will, to, to move forward those nominations, that will require negotiation and that will require conversation and that will require conservatives, moderate or otherwise, to get on board or for the president to move further right with some of those picks. And so, that's the calculation across like all of these nominations, not just the wage and hour administrator. It's going to come into play at the secretary level. Other cabinet positions could become open. Marty Walsh is the That's first. Cabinet state, but, oh. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's not going to be the last, presumably. It's, I think, rare for someone to have no turnover in a cabinet, right? You're going to have turnover. Yeah. So, yeah, as you said earlier, stay tuned. We'll keep monitoring and keep talking about this because, heck, we enjoy it. Um, yeah. but, and I know, think Jessica Lumen is going to get through. I do too. Uh, I think we we said that at the end of last year. I think we <laughs> I think I said it. So I'm I'm hoping, you know, that I'm not not proven wrong, you know, blatantly, but I do think it this one's procedural and you know, they still have the numbers yeah. assuming she can hold on to the support of the Democratic caucus in the Senate. I mean, that to me is the big you know, Kristen Sinema is not really a Democrat anymore. So will she join the Democrats yeah. for her independency to support? Even then, you know, I guess you'd be 50-50 probably and you could get Kamala Harris involved for the tiebreak. But we'll see, um, you know, legislative yeah, this, machinations. This, it is what it is. Yeah, this, this little procedural hiccup, in my estimation, is a microcosm of a larger, bigger hiccup. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, Scott. Thanks so much for for chatting today. And thanks to our listeners. Uh, Keep an eye out for future 
Policy Matters podcast, and we hope you enjoyed this one. Thanks a lot. Thank you.